Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. American Ground Radio. Sounds so good. Patriots ask for it by name. In fact, there's going to be an emoji for it pretty soon. Well, that's what I heard. Isn't it? That's not true. That's true, right? Okay. Mom or dad having a day off from work on Memorial Day. You know, they don't know or they have not known of socialism, of pacifism, the doctrine of achieving peace through strength. You know, for for most of our lives growing up, we didn't know of car bombings in our neighborhood markets or air raid drills, religious intolerance, limitations on what news they can read or what subjects they may study or how we could dress or express ourselves politically. But boy, I I mean, I wouldn't have said that. It seems that all of that seems so much more real today. I mean, and I guess what it underscores is that freedom is not free. Right. I mean, that's that's what Memorial Day really ends up being about, is that we are trying to remember the men and women who, as, as you pointed out with Lincoln, gave the last full devotion of honor to our country. So that we could be free. Ronald Reagan said, liberty is not passed down in the bloodstream. It must be fought for and protected by each generation and handed down for the next generation to do the same. No, the price was paid for us. Right. There was a price paid by those who died serving this country. And our obligation when we've been given something that valuable, that precious, is to fight to preserve it to give it to the next generation, too. No, that price was paid by men and women who jeopardized their own well-being to protect the countless millions of us who will never know them by name or know the last words of those who died in battle or the convictions within their own heart that allowed them to leave the safety and security of their home and the love of their family so that so many of us could remain with ours and for these men and women it was the quality of their character that still defines our modern day american way of life you know our our children may not understand what it means to be free but their lack of understanding is a testament to the achievements and the selfless service of generations of our veterans and it's also an indictment of us in that we haven't done a good enough job of, of Memorial Day's previous explaining what that really meant. Right, because by observing Memorial Day as a more solemn occasion, mm-hmm. I mean, we are less likely to dilute the significance of freedom. Right. You know, nor dilute the importance of the lives sacrificed in defense of it. You know, again, from Lincoln, any nation that does not honor its heroes will not endure long. Right. So as another Memorial Day closes, let us remember that 
we need not wait until the last Monday in May each year to honor those who died fighting the nation's wars. For me, for you, Stephen, and for our listeners, it should fall on every day of the year. I absolutely agree with that. Amen. Lewis, let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Well, first thing you need to know before long, gas prices reached a new high this holiday weekend, topping off at $4.62 a gallon. That's according to AAA. Prices are up 44 cents in just the last month and more than a dollar and a half higher than a year ago. In California, gas is now more than $7.25 a gallon for regular unleaded. Well, all you have to remember, and gas prices are not going down anytime soon, at least not until the midterm elections and maybe... A short period of time after that before the markets can correct. Mm -hmm. But remember, Joe Biden said we are in a period, we're in a transitory period. An extraordinary transition. He he thinks this is going to be great for the country that we have $8 a gallon of gas. He thinks that's awesome for the future. Because that means that you're less willing to drive. Right. A fossil fuel burning. Democrats wanted you to stay home during COVID. I think this is just an extension of that philosophy. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, an armed woman at a graduation party in West Virginia stopped what would have been a mass shooting. Police in Charleston, West Virginia say 37-year-old Dennis Butler was at a graduation party attended by several kids when he became angry and left. He returned with the rifle and began shooting at the crowd of 30 to 40 people. That's when a woman who was legally carrying a pistol opened fire on Butler, hitting him several times and killing him no one else was injured butler had an extensive criminal record police say no charges will be filed against the woman who returned fire and instead they say she saved several lives with her actions but see more examples of that right of people armed saving Mm -hmm. the innocent right i think sends a message to anyone that might even try but this is the type of story that mainstream media doesn't like to cover big media doesn't like to cover these kinds of stories my promise to y'all is is that as i find them we will report them on american ground radio and the third thing you need to know before tomorrow nancy pelosi's husband was arrested over the weekend for driving under the influence it happened in napa county california police say the speaker of the house's husband paul pelosi was driving with a blood alcohol level over 0.8%. Ms. Pelosi wasn't in California at the time, but was instead in Rhode Island giving a commencement address to Brown University. Mr. Pelosi, who was 82 years old, was held on $5,000 bond. And he was driving on Ted Kennedy Boulevard. Did you know that? I didn't. You're making that I'm up. I'm just making that up. Okay. And there was no Chappaquiddick involved. But no, it's wrong coast. Yeah. You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis Sar Avalone. It's just evil. It, it, the what's, what's evil? Lying to people. Oh, yeah. Lying, right. misdirecting people, misinforming them, misleading right. them. You know what? And I'll, I'll give people a white lie thing like, hey, do you, do you think I look good today? I'll give you the white lie of, okay, yeah, you look fine. Um, like, do these jeans make me look fat? That's right. I'm okay with, uh, you know, that of courtesy going, you know, not saying, well, yes, your rear looks rather rotund. Sure, I, sure. I'm, I'm fine with not saying that. Do you think I'm balding? Well, I am balding. But anyway. That's why I brought it up. I don't know why you had to bring it so close to okay. home. So anyway, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Uh-huh. 
Jeff Bezos didn't lie. Okay, so let me just get he that. Didn't, oh. I'm not talking about okay. Jeff Bezos here right. misleading people. Okay. But he tweeted out this. Raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Okay. Okay. It sounds yeah. very reasonable. We should absolutely discuss that. And idea. then he says taming inflation is critical to discuss. That's also I agree. sounds yeah. very reasonable. Yeah. Mushing, that's his word, direct word. Mushing. Direct quote, rather. Uh -huh. Mushing them together is just misdirection. And that's true. I mean, why are we talking about raising corporate taxes right. as if that's going to, to tame inflation? It's not. It's not. It's misdirection. It's misinformation. Right. So there's a... It, it's basically the left, once again, trying to never let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, wait a minute. They say that it's Bezos, uh -huh. the left, that is. The left says it's Bezos. This is an organization called demand progress how ironic because yeah. the left doesn't ever progress. make any well yeah. other than in progressing their own failed agenda policies yep. but nevertheless yeah. they say that it's bezos who's trying to misdirect us because it's time to let congress know that the american people are tired of billionaires and big corporations getting away without paying their fair share of taxes. You mean like the people who donate to the, that progress nonprofit? Okay, but wait a minute. Yeah. Let me just ask you something. Uh-huh. In this country, yeah. the richest 1% pays the vast majority of the, of the taxes. So they're just lying to the right. American people just to gin them up. Right. Right. And it's and to wrong. say and to say that they're not paying their fair percent. Look, if we're all created equal, why don't we all pay the exact same amount? In taxes. Well, they say that Amazon should have paid a corporate tax rate of 21% on its $35 billion in profits, but they used loopholes in the U.S. tax code and paid only a fraction of that. Loopholes that were put by them. We got a question for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, what is social emotional learning? Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. And joining us now, our American mama, Terry Netterville. Denise Arthur is out and about. Um, I, I've talked about this a little bit on the show, yeah. uh, uh, social emotional learning. We are seeing this crop up in schools. And you start to think this is one of the things the left does. Yeah. They use words not the way the words are intended, right. but the way their politics are intended. It's such a switch and bait. It's such a... Uh, because who doesn't want their child to learn how to be social? Who doesn't right, want right. their child to be whole yes. emotionally? But that's not what social emotional learning is. No, no. They're literally training these kids to dismantle our country. They're talking about, they're trying to get them to learn the system of ideology starting in kindergarten. So Of, of their idea. Of their ideology. Not the parents' no, no, ideology. No, 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 right. And then they saw how this went down with CRT. I mean, it went. You know, these parents were coming, flooding the school boards, the school board meetings, and they were fighting for their children. I don't want critical race right. theory in my this school. Right, this is not what I want. Stop this is teaching not my what kid we to be a victim. Yes, and so they just changed the moniker. Instead of CRT, it's SEL. You know, they just changed it a little bit. And I, this, this 
this is interesting. I read this part and I thought this struck me. It's psychological manipulation of this generation of children to share the same viewpoint as critical race theorists. And when it happens to the degree that they are pushing it, our country won't be able to stand. And see, these are experts. And these are experts that are actually, not all of them are on the right. These are kind of in the middle you know, experts that are like traditionalists. They see, they see what's happening. And if you get on, and I know this is one of those um, Twitter accounts that a lot of people try to stay away from, but the libs of TikTok. Oh, that's a great t- account because all, all libs of TikTok really does is it just reposts the videos that the liberals, the leftists, because they're not liberals, the leftists right, right. are making. You get to see what those people actually say. That's why I was so confused. I was so confused even because you would think that they would be grateful to Libs of TikTok because she's simply getting their message out even more so. It's the same reason why Antifa beats up journalists. You would think that if you had a just cause, you would want journalists to write about your cause. But they don't. They don't. They don't want that. They only want the indoctrination from their side. They do not want objectivity. Yes. They do not want fresh eyes. They do not want fairness. All they want is power on their own side. Well, and the frightening part about all of this is the more teachers that I see on the libs of TikTok, I mean, there are these young teachers, tons of Oh my gosh, educators that are coming up. So-called educators. Yeah, right. You know? Well, they got their degree in education. Oh yeah, and they're, so they're and teachers. They've got a job, and, and they have their job. They have their classroom. They're so proud to show you the Black Lives Matter, the rainbow flag. They're so proud to show you what they stand for because in their world, in their circle, in their bubble, they are the heroes. But as soon as we shine a light on it, and they have to see it for themselves through our eyes, they want us taken down. They, they they scurry, don't yes, they? Yes, they do, and they call us racist, you know, and these are, you know, right. that's the word they water down. Um, but when I think about these people coming into this profession with ill intentions for our children, it literally makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me fall to my knees and ask God, please raise up some educators that are want to come into this world to educate our children about the fundamentals, just reading, writing, arithmetic, the science, even science, even science. It's politicized. Yes. Completely. Math. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- how do you, how in the world can you claim that math is a racist subject well, when it's numbers. They do that actually. Florida, remember, they had their their new law that says no critical race theory, and they actually talked about social emotional learning as well. That was that whole part of that same thing that Florida's like, no, we're not doing this in yeah. our schools. Yes, and forty three was it forty three percent of the math books submitted to the state of Florida were rejected because they had these things in there. It, in, including uh, a math book that had a graph showing mm. that Republicans were more racist than yes, Democrats. I remember. Uh, Thank God for DeSantis. If they did not have um, Republican Governor DeSantis, mm-hmm. they would still be using those books. They would be. He is fighting harder than just about any other governor in our country to shine a light on this un- injustice and do something about it. He's had. He's been yeah. criticized. They come out. They call him racist. And but he's been he's, effective. Yes, he has. And he's changing. And the you see, people are flocking to Florida. They are flocking for their children to be educated in Florida. Why? Because they don't want to be in these 
in this position where they have to worry that the teachers in their state are going to be teaching this craziness to their children. It is indoctrination. We see what it does because they've raised a, raised a whole entire generation. We didn't know this until the Zoom, the pandemic Zoom classes. Right. You got to we see had it no first, idea. We saw hand. it firsthand. And that's when parents were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what did she just say? <laughs> Yeah, wait, sorry, you know, little Johnny, uh, wait, what did your teacher just say? And so now we know what they're trying to do, and we can see it when they try to call it CRT, or if they want to call it SEL. You know, we're, we're aware of their tricks now, and we're not going to fall for it. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, americangroundradio.com slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Denise Arthur will be back. Terry Netterville, thank you so much. You bet. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. There's more fresh roasted American ground radio brewing. So stick around. Mmm, that's good radio. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Okay, so Joe Biden over the weekend, Sunday, went to Mass, Catholic Mass in Uvalde, Texas, to hmm. pray for the victims, the, right. the children, their, their families. But not everybody was necessarily happy that he was there. Take a listen. This is the crowd. By the way, Joe Biden was supposed to meet with the families right. of those. Of the of the kids. However, mm-hmm. after these, well, take a listen to this clip. And shortly after this happened, he just climbed back into the beast, you know, that Secret Service yeah, the vehicle. Yeah. And just drove off into the sunset. All right, so here's a clip. So he was booed. Uh-huh. You know, they were chanting, I mean, do I've, something. I've heard worse crowds, but yeah, that doesn't seem like a, a celebratory He group. looked completely confused, and so basically, as the beast approached, yeah. uh, he was shuffled off into uh, the, the limousine. Did he give any explanation for why he wasn't going to meet with the family members? Oh, then? of course not. Oh. I mean, he stood up and yeah. he, he pointed yeah. to all of those that were chanting. I'm going to point at him. I'm going to point at him and yeah. I'm going to say we will because they were yeah. saying do something. Uh-huh. You know. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But see, it's not just a matter of do something. It's a matter of you've got to do the right thing. The problem is the left has got a do something mindset and and the things that they're wanting to do won't solve the problems. Right. Pass another law. Pass another law. Pass a hundred 
more laws. Tell me, tell me how that is going to prevent what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Tell me how that's going to prevent the next mass shooting. I, I think we got to get to the bottom of why the police took so long to go in. Because murder has been illegal right. for a very long time. But it seems like the tools were there to stop at least several of those murders of those school children's of the school kids there. And the police didn't go in for long. We've, we need to get to the bottom of that because that was part of the problem in Uvalde. When police are able to act, when school resource officers act quickly, they save lives. But see, the left... There's no common sense discussion. You know, they talk about common sense yeah, gun laws. Let's have that. Well, let's have a common sense discussion right. about how laws mm-hmm. don't necessarily solve that problem, solve that particular problem. It's all about politics. Did you see this tweet from Obama? Nope. He, he, so the second anniversary of Floyd's death, uh, George Floyd's George death, Floyd's death yep. came one day after the teenage gunman uh, there in Uvalde fired inside that elementary school. Obama said, basically, we need to grieve their those children's loss, mm-hmm. but we also need to recognize the anniversary of Floyd's death. So he's calling for more riots. I mean, how did we how did we honor George Floyd the first time? You know, it sucks those kids died. Yeah, but let's let's remember this other. But thing. let's remember George Floyd. Okay, time to dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal so we've talked before on the show about how people vote with their feet and they move from states with less freedom to states with more freedom, you know, personal freedom, economic freedom. Economic freedom right? tends to be the, the number one, uh, I guess, instigator. And when we do those those topics, normally that data comes from the Census Bureau, right? Well, there's another data set that was released this week from the IRS. Well, I guess last week from the IRS. What the IRS does is they look at year-end tax returns, and if your your state address changes, they record that. And so they can get a different way of looking at state-to-state migrations based off of your tax returns. Make sense? Well, if you're filing income taxes to begin with. So this data set— Well, no, I understand. But, I mean, this data set is going to be limited to— People who have jobs. And are following the law. Right. All right. Now, here's what's interesting about the IRS data. They don't just tell us about changes in incomes, uh, taxable incomes, in the, about who's moving where, where, but they tell us about the money that's going with them. This data shows that people don't just vote with their feet. They're voting with their pocketbooks. All right? So you know me. I get a load of government data, and I'm, I'm off plan on my spreadsheets. Sure, right? sure. Even on a federal holiday. <laughs> All right. So I took the right. out migration numbers, the people all moving right. out of a state, right. and I subtracted that from in migrations, the people moving into a state for all 50 states. All right. There are a couple of different ways that we can rank these. Let's start with the 10 states who got the most people moving in. And this is for the year 2020, the last year that data is available. All right? Which, by the way, as we were talking about, this data set includes yeah. people with jobs or right. at least earning income. Right, exactly. And they're following the law. Right. Which are, Law-abiding citizens. Which are obviously people you would want you to would be want. moving to your state. Right. So guess which state uh, had the most people moving in? Florida. There you go. Number one, 167,000 people. Texas was number two on the list. Arizona, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee at number six. Number seven, Georgia. Number eight, Idaho. Number nine, Nevada. Number 10, Utah. You know, so, you know what is so consistent? Texas yeah. 
and Florida. They're always at the top. And two. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is a is they're not always at the top, but, but they're, they're always, always in the top ten. In the top ten. You're exactly right. And and Tennessee is again one of those no income tax states, right? So um, of those eight of those ten states, eight of them are red, where they have both a, a Republican legislature and a Republican governor. Got it. Mm-hmm. Two are purple, where they have Democrat governors uh, but Republican legislatures. None of them are blue. None of the top ten have a Democrat legislature and a Democrat governor. All right. Here are the 10 states with the biggest population losses. You can guess the first one. California, of course. That's number one. They lost 263,000 people. New York, number two, not too far behind, 248,000 people. Then Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Louisiana, Maryland, Maine, Virginia, and Hawaii. So out of that, you have, out of those 10, you have seven blue states where they have uh, Democrat legislatures and Democrat governors, and then three purple where it's a split between the legislature and the governor. Sure. No red. No red in the bottom 10. But now we need to look at how much money these states are losing. Because the state collects income taxes. Most of these states collect income taxes, or they take sales taxes, or they take property tax. They're losing income, potential income. And And if you end up leaving the state, obviously. You're taking your money with you. Right? You're selling your home, selling your property. Which that, means they're going to need to raise taxes, by the way, on the exactly. folks remaining. So California lost, get this number, in 2020, California lost $17.8 billion in taxable income. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to find that between the seat, cushion, seat cushions of your sofa. New York did even worse. Oh, my. They lost fewer people, but more money. They lost $19.5 billion in taxable income. Illinois, $8.4 billion. Massachusetts, $2.5 billion. New Jersey, $2.3 billion. Yeah, I mean, and you would think that the people are Uh going to revolt, that they're going to throw those scoundrels out of office. But the people that end up staying are the ones most likely to still be voting Democrat. Well, they're they're doing so at their own, not only at their own detriment. I mean, but this is... I mean, the only way to plug a hole like that is to raise taxes on the folks that remain. That's right, which is how you drive people out more, right? So it, this is this is a spiral. This is a death spiral. Texas increased its tax base by six point three billion. Florida increased its tax base by twenty three point seven billion. Okay, but some of that is because obviously you have new taxpayers. That's new money, right? But. With taxes low in these states, yeah. just like when the federal government lowers income taxes, uh-huh. federal receipts go up. You're going to see the same thing here. Here's one of the other things really interesting about this. When you look at the population, the people leaving the blue states make more money than the people that end up moving into the blue states. So, so not only are you losing overall money, but per person, you're losing money, too. So your state's getting even more poorer, yep. even, th- even though you may be very woke. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis R. Avalone. What is this, Biden's new theme song? No, that okay. would be I Won't Remember You. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, did you hear what he said today at Arlington National Cemetery? I, I did not say. All right, it. take did, a listen. Take right. a listen, folks. Wait, Arlington National Cemetery. Arlington National. On Memorial on Day. On Memorial Day. Here's the president. Ladies and gentlemen, today we remember and we reaffirm freedom is worth the sacrifice. Democracy is not perfect. 
It's never been good, perfect. Okay. But it's worth fighting wait, for. Wait, wait. Okay. Democracy's never been good. Okay. He misspoke. He misspoke. Or or did he? Democracy's never been good. Well, first of all, and, and there might be some folks that say, well, of course not. Of course, democracy is not good because our founding fathers were terrified mm-hmm. of a democracy, of mob rule. Okay. Because we're not a democracy. Right. Now, I know I'm taking this to an entirely different level than President Biden even considered yeah. in misstating. Because he doesn't understand the difference but, between but a republic no, but and let's a democracy. But no, but let's talk about this for just a minute. Okay. We're, we're not a democracy. Right. We're a republic. Right. We elect representatives who vote for our laws instead of giving us voting rights or Instead of us voting directly on those laws, right. which would be a pure democracy. Right. But th- again, the founding fathers were terrified of a pure democracy or mob rule because if any one of us want to protect the rights of any minorities in, the, in this country, mm-hmm. we would be terrified too. Because in a pure democracy, the rights of minorities can simply be voted away. And we saw this actually happen in the French Revolution. The French Revolution turned into mob rule. And the guillotines were working overtime, killing people that had actually been part of their their friends just weeks before. Right. John Adams once wrote, remember, democracy never lasts long. And that's why we're a republic. But I don't think our president meant that. But nobody expects the president of the United States to say democracy was never good. Ugh, that's not. It's a misstatement. We'll give it. We'll give him that one. Yeah. Huh? Memorial Day. But still, it's a bad error to make. Let's get to a bright spot. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. You ever been to the Lincoln Memorial? I have actually several times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's well, it sits right there at the foot or at the end yeah, of the the mall. reflecting pool. Right. One hundred years ago today, the Lincoln Memorial was first dedicated in Washington D.C. Now, the reflecting pool is not for the Lincoln Memorial. Of course, it's for the Washington Monument. Right. But I'm just kind of giving you uh, just kind is. of the the gist of where it is. Look, if it's hard to imagine today if you've ever been to Washington D.C. or if you've even seen pictures of the Lincoln Memorial, but there was a a time when there really was no mall in Washington. There was the Capitol, there was the White House, there was the Washington Monument, and really not much else there. Actually, when I looked at some of the pictures of the dedication, right next to the Lincoln Memorial, there were tennis courts. Not even kidding, just a bunch of tennis courts sitting there. Where you sounded like Biden there for just a minute. Not even Kenya. I'm not joking I'm, around. I'm not Kenya. I'm not pulling your leg. But seriously, I, I played tennis courts yeah. right there. Right I played there. tennis right there on the tennis courts. Uh, and, and and where the Lincoln Memorial sits today, it, back then it was just a swamp. Uh, also, st- wait. First of all, let's just clarify: it's still a swamp, okay? <laughs> but they've they've drained the ground. They haven't drained the political and ground, and it's not cleaned yeah. up at all. Okay, the design that we see today wasn't always the first choice. There were drawings that initially they were talking about doing it as a pyramid, like the Egyptian pyramids or a a ziggurat style pyramid that you'd see in Mayan ruins. Okay. Like on the back of the dollar bill. That was one of the uh, ideas. Yeah. They didn't know how to get that eye to be floating. Apparently not. They did settle on the design we see today and that, which is modeled on the ancient Parthenon in Greece. Work began in 1914. It was completed in 1922. Now, at the dedication, you had former President uh, Taft, who was at that time the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, he spoke, as did 
then current President Warren Harding, and also the head of the Tuskegee Institute, Robert Rusa Moten. Uh, he was invited to speak at the de- dedication. He was the only black speaker at the dedication that day. Wasn't Lincoln's son Robert? Wasn't he there? He was. And uh, he was pretty old. He was, I, I guess, about 80. He would have been about 84 at the time, but he was there in attendance as an honored guest. Because uh, Robert Lincoln had actually also been a former um, uh, Secretary of Defense under uh, James Garfield, and he had actually also been a former ambassador to um, England. No, this monument, uh-huh. the Lincoln Memorial, I don't know. I'm sure if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., you you probably made a visit. There are lots it's, of our— It's one of the most popular stops. But the complete text, uh-huh. if you haven't been, the complete text, and even if you have, right. uh, just— A reminder. Reminder. Uh-huh. The complete text of the Gettysburg Address is on one wall, right? And the complete text of his second inaugural address is on another wall. Uh, and and I, uh, in that Gettysburg Address, he references the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. It's part of why we talk about the second sentence on the show because Lincoln thought it was that important, right? Uh, look, I'm just. I Wait, think, why don't you remind folks what the second? Oh, sentence. that's that's the one that says we all we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. There you go. That they're endowed with life, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whole bunch of other stuff in there. Okay, I I just I thought it was appropriate that on the 100th anniversary of the dedication of the Lincoln Memorial falls on Memorial. It's on Day. Memorial Day. We must not forget the sacrifices of the men who fought in the Civil War and paid the price that Lincoln paid himself. And, and, so that others could be free. Yeah, and there are just too many people, though, in America today who would want to downplay those sacrifices in order to hold on to the, what do you say, the old offenses? Right. Why else would they be tearing down statues of, of Lincoln? That's just wrong. It's just... We need to be better than that. Yeah. The Lincoln Memorial is a huge, bright spot in American history. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Paul with Lewis Sar Abalone. I have been saying this since 2020, over and over and over. Well, maybe not always on air, okay. but I certainly have been like to yourself as just one well, around the to house. You oh, and, okay. and to you know friends, to family. Not many friends, but lots of family. Okay. Uh, these COVID tests. Yeah. These COVID nineteen tests that everyone Is used taken. as the right. gold standard. Right. Uh, especially you know well 20. 2020, 2021, for that matter. Well, a U.S. medical company has now sued a Chinese manufacturer over 100,000-plus defective COVID tests with false positive results. So we get a disease from China, from a lab in China. This is just, and in order yeah, to try no. and, and 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 fight this disease, we decide to get tests from China. Well, this is just, this has to be the tip of the iceberg. I'm just telling you, this cannot be the only company that bought defective tests from or tests from China test kits from China. <laughs> it, but nobody has a problem with this, that China manufactures the disease. Okay. And then they manufacture the tests that we're supposed to do to tell if we have the disease. I understand. But at the same time, if we weren't sure that yeah. these tests, these test kits were actually accurate. Then why did we force people to stay home? And shut down our economy. Whoa. <laughs> when I say whoa, 
Well, many of you know that our own American mama, Terry Netterville, has two sons who play baseball for Louisiana Tech. Her oldest, Steel Netterville, already holds a school record for the most number of doubles. It's pretty good. Well, over the weekend, Steele hit his way into school history in the Conference USA Championship Tournament. L.A. Tech was facing off against UT San Antonio for all the marbles. It was the bottom of the ninth inning. Everything was tied up 8-8. Eight to eight. That's when Steele came up to the bat with two outs, two men on base. The count was two balls, two strikes. When Steele got his pitch, he hit a single up the first baseline, and that was all they needed. The walk-off single ended the game, and Louisiana Tech won Conference USA Championship for the first time in school history. That is just fantastic. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.